everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 542. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And many um, slight apologies about the episode title from earlier. I thought I updated everything in OBS, but not that time. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. We're not doing Zenkai Con for two weeks in a row. We, we, we really can't. <laughs> it, it, would be, it would be more like we'd be doing an extended episode more than anything else. But, you know. But uh, before we continue and get into uh, tonight's uh, show, I just want to say uh, thank you to Sia Berry for gifting five uh, subs to, 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 to the peeps here at Anime Jam Session. So thank you very yes, much. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, we really appreciate that love and support. So, you know, I, I think we might have to come up with an, a bit of a name for, you know, for our, for our squad, you know. Uh, maybe delinquents. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll think of something. Yeah, I'm thinking something along the lines of, like, Breakfast Club, kind of, but at the same time, not. But, you know, we're all just chilling out in the classroom and just doing our thing, you know. We'll figure something out. Theo X 75 says, Jammers. Well, that is a great idea, but that kind of infringes on Ichigo Gami. She calls her family the Jamily, and I don't want to infringe on that, so... Peanut Slime Boy says Peanut Gallery. Oh uh, no, th those are the people that I work with on a daily basis. So no. <laughs> I mean, you gotta love it when you call. When you get a call and you're saying you're from the um, you're from the help desk. You're like, hold on, I'm gonna connect you directly to this. Person. I'm like, don't do that. Tell me what the hell's going on first. Oh, Ichigo's in the chat. Hi, Ichigo, and she goes here for jammers. It's totes okay. Okay, well, maybe, you know. And she goes, maybe reclaim weebs. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. We didn't We didn't try to claim otaku, you know, like, you know, but, you know. <laughs> well, well, we'll figure something out one one way or another. So, how is everybody doing tonight? Eh. Eh. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that, too. You know, it's, it's a pretty good week except for i had a case of the mondays i'll get into that shortly but um just so you know oh see the beer goes unjammer family mm. uh like unjammer lobby yeah anime jam squad well we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out you know we or just so you know we're alive tonight week of April 26, 2022, right here on Twitch TV. You will find us here live on Tuesday nights from 9 to 10.30 Eastern Time. Uh, don't forget, you can always find us at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And starting soon, I know I was supposed to do this earlier this month, was uh, Gamer Nights. I was supposed to do it with uh, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, which I'm still going to do. I might, I might start something up quick on Friday night before I go to uh, Castle Point, but we will see. But just so you know, I'm probably going to put an icon down there, too. Uh, we are part of the Voice of Geeks Network. And you can find more information about them at vognetwork.com. 
And don't forget that they also have a Twitch channel here. Uh, it's Twitch TV slash VOD Network. They kick things off on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. with uh, the Bobby Blackwolf Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And we have a Discord. So come through and hang out with us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the network has their own channel. So come through and hang out. It's good times. You'll always see me lurking out and about. So, you know. And which reminds me. I'm going to need to do some updates to the website so we can I can have list other people on part of Anime Jam Session who stream and their information so people so we can kind of share the love so you know. And now we got out the way. We're going to go around the room with how was your week? How was your day? Ari. Uh well, today was payday and I had mm. off, so that was a nice reprieve from what I've had this week. That's good. Uh, and the check was much better than I thought it was going to be because you know, it's about like the last the last day in a month that I could when I would get paid and be able to make the rent. Mm. But the true madness came on a was it fr- yeah it was like Friday into Saturday. Yeah. Is he? Is he? My I was a uh, I have to call in every day and tell him like ask him like okay where am I going and on set and they had said. Okay, you're going to exit 13. I'm like, fuck. Okay, sure. So I drive up there. It's an hour plus commute, the very end of my range for Mm -hmm. where I work, where I'm stationed out of. And when I get there, there's already another supervisor in, not the one from the previous shit that I'm relieving. And she looks at me like, wait, you're not supposed to be here. So there's like several minutes of back and forth with people not answering phone calls trying to figure out what the hell is going on, right. you know, where mm-hmm. people are supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And eventually I learned that, oh, wait, you were supposed to be scheduled at one today. Didn't they tell you that? I'm like, no, that's why I'm here. So I had to drive another hour and a half plus all the way down, you know, mm-hmm. to the last exit before Delaware. Oof. Just Internally screaming the whole time. I think if it was me at the end of my shift, I would just cross the Delaware Bridge and just grab a sandwich and just chill, and just chill, and just chill, you know, by the beach or whatever, and just be like, "Well, at least I have a tasty sandwich." Oh, but yeah, you know, I was very upset by this, and this was not the first time this has happened either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this happened before. Only they were supposed to send me to four which is kind of a little more insulting because it's very close to home. But the point is, I pretty much just, it's a, yeah, take your time getting down here. You know, the guy you're supposed to be leaving, he's going to get paid overtime for waiting for you. And you're still going to get paid your entire, you know, eight hours. I'm like, oh, thank you. Yep, and as Bonzo will success, so pay me. When the job mess up my time, pay me. Well, you're on Oh, they're, they're you're paying on me. Sh- you're on shit. For the miles so traveled. So it's fair. So, you know, hey. Yeah, I got paid for the miles traveled both ways. Yeah, you would think that they should text you, you know, like your your assignment for the day, or you should. No, nah, you have to call in because it can change at any minute, like last minute call outs and whatnot. Or you know, log into a website, you know, even with last minute call outs, automatic, t- you know. But I get what yeah, you're saying. There's, there's, you know, like there's you know regulations and mm. uh, you know things we have to do for that. But the point was. That, yeah, I spent like three hours in my car that day when mm-hmm. 
really show only spent like half an hour. Mm. And, you know, when they found out about it, you know, other co-workers like in my neck of the woods are like, oh, that's a really big fuck up. So needless to say, I was not happy. I, I took the next day off. It just called out sick. I'm like, yeah, like a you know, 1030 hit when I got home. Like, yeah, I'm, put me out sick. I'm not coming in tomorrow. Yeah, and I totally get that. As Bonzo Six says, yep, don't mess with my money. That's why I try to get to work on time and relieve others on time. Which I it's it's yeah. not the it's not that my money was being messed with. It was more the gas was being messed with. Right. I filled up three times in the in the week, which was not fun. Ugh. You know, and I and I get that. It's like as long as I'm on like the seven fifty five or the eight oh one train going to work, I'm good. Unless shit happens, you know, and I usually don't show up to like the latest is usually nine thirty or 10.30 when the F train stopped like near Ditmas and, sh- and told everybody to get off and, and I had to walk. No. Whatever. But yeah, I, 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 I totally, totally get it, you know? Yeah, and there was just even when I got to work the next day I was still kind of mentally disconnected. Yeah, and Ari, for the record, I, I hear what you're saying about about blaming him but there's also blame on the American conglomerates who not even are on us who don't want to tap into those reserves. God forbid we, we piss off the American um, oil people, American gassers, you know? Big oil. Big oil, yeah. God forbid, you know? Shit. But I get it. Just, it. it just I feels okay it. to vent. No, I totally get that. Michael Chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, not horrible. Uh, work is work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, um, this past weekend I was working around the house, did some stuff outside. Um, I am in immense pain from working outside. Uh, we ended up cutting down three of the four bushes on the side of the house and pulling ivy that for some reason, somebody before me decided that it would be a wonderful addition to uh, the side of the house. Yeah, that it ivy wasn't had... poison ivy, was it? No, no, not poison ivy. It was just, you know, it, very big in, you know, the 70s and early 80s mm. because it gave an elegant look was to plant ivy and have it grow up the house, mm. except that ivy kills whatever plants it comes in contact with because it basically strangles them so the ivy was actually in between two bushes and it had killed both of those bushes um and was starting to grow into a third bush and half of that bush was killed so yeah so they were just uh, taken out and then uh we're gonna have to pull up the roots and we were you know plotting what else needs to be done outside and looking at the dead trees that are out there and trying to figure out if they're my dead trees or if they're the uh, common dead trees and who the hell needs to get rid of them because, you know, dead trees falling down on my house is not a good thing. I can probably get, not. Yeah, I can just picture you just grabbing all those weeds with one hand walking away and you have a shotgun in the other hand, you know, putting it out <laughs> as misery. No, no, see, that was my mom. (laughs) All these weeds, Mm -hmm. and I can't even smoke them. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, my mom was a freaking beast pulling weeds out of the ground, out of the bushes. It was kind of crazy to watch her do it. And then I get up there and I try to pull them and they're all just like kind of falling out of my hands mm. and slipping back. And yeah, so, uh, yeah. But yeah, a lot of stuff outside and I hurt, but um, at least it's getting done. Well, that's true. That, that 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 is true. So, my weekend day has been the same as it's always been. You know, things have been good at work. Um, I'm getting ready for Castle Point this weekend, and thankfully, it's like a two day con. I was going to cosplay, but I decided not to. I'm just going to take pictures, record the Q and A panels, and call it a day. You know, that's it, and that's that. And as I mentioned before. Uh, I think it was last Sunday, I went to my friend's comic shop to pick up uh, my Eddie Van Halen Funko Pop that I pre-ordered, which is sitting up there on the shelf, right next to a couple of other Pops I also purchased, which uh, I decided to get. Um, I, the thing is, I walked into the comic shop, and I realized he, JV Mon hasn't seen me in quite a while, so I'm like, I wonder if you'll be able to recognize me. So, you know, I have, like, the, like the military cover. So I adjusted it so you can't see my face all the way. I have the mask on, you know. You know, and I walk up. He's like, how can I help you? I'm like, I'm here to pick up a pre-order. And he's like, which one? Uh, Eddie Van Halen Funko Pop. And you would think that he would remember that as mine. But, um, and he's like, can I get your name? And I tell him my name. And he goes, oh, I didn't even realize that was you. <laughs> So you know, we I hung out in his store for about an hour or so, and it was and it was fun, you know. Um, let's see. So you know, I hung out, you know, and we talked and caught up some. And then, as I'm looking at all the stuff in his store, you know, and I realized while I was here that I needed some comic book boxes. And I've been talking about that like late last year. So I picked them up. They were slightly pricey, but you know what? They're going to a small independent comic shop, and I'm and I'm good with that. And I realized it would have been five dollars cheaper on Amazon, but I would have gotten five boxes instead of six. So, and that, and I keep saying I'm going to swing over to Midtown Comics, but I never do. I just hop on the train and just go straight home. So, you know. so as I'm there, I look. I'm looking at some of the stuff that he has, and I notice the Funko Pops, and I turn. He has pops from Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. So I picked up two butt stallions. And then I also noticed the the WWE Funko Pops. And there was one of Alexa Bliss. And I bought that one. So I'm just like, dude, you already got you basically got hundred dollars of my money today. So here. So and for those of you who are wondering, you know, the place I went to is called Collector's Cave. They have a location in the Bronx. And they have a location in Yonkers. Ridge Hill, Yonkers, and 3021 Middletown Road in the Bronx. Uh, take the 6 to Beer Avenue. Go down the street till you hit Middletown Road and make a left. It's right there around the corner. So, Small shop, good place. I'm probably going to continue to... like Any good pre-orders for figures and stuff like that, I'm most likely going to pre-order from his shop. Just so I can take the trip up there and back. So, you know. And I keep forgetting how long of a schlep it is from my area of Brooklyn all the way up to the Bronx. Ugh. 
uh, and Bonds. I don't. I don't live in Sunset Park. Mm -mm. I'm in Gravesend. Uh, Sunset Park is off my train. Is about fifteen minutes. I think. So, I I have to look it up on on, on Google Maps because I didn't even realize the neighborhood that I was in until like maybe about few like maybe about. 10 years ago, I was like, oh, you know, hey, that's where that is, you know. And I always said, I'm like in the air, I'm like Gravesend, Bensonhurst, that kind of area. But according to Next Door, I'm in Midwood, and I'm just like, no, that's, that's not correct. That's not Midwood, but whatever. Um, And Bonzo Six says, dude, that comic book place is about 15 minutes from, dude, they got some good stuff there. You need to go definitely check it out. Plus, they have some classic uh, 8-bit and 16-bit games in there, too. Um, that was taken care of, and I end up with the case of the Mondays, and it's not like I was dragging ass on Monday. It was like I got to my desk, started going through the tickets and fielding calls. It's like I forgot how to do certain things, or my mind didn't click on how to do certain things. I was just like, uh, what? You know? It was like kind of one of those days, but it was all it was all good, and I actually signed up. To get more information about T-Mobile Fiber. Evidently, they're running fiber in the neighborhood, and it's like half the price of Verizon. So, if they can get me the same speeds at half the price, I'm all for that. So, you know. And as Slime Boy goes, drain brain. That's probably what it was. Because I'm usually on my game, you know. I get in, have my coffee, I have my cereal, and I'm good, you know. Except when it's on Friday and I get myself a um, sausage, egg, and cheese from, from the store around the corner. So, you know. Anywho, now that we got that out of the way, we're going to get into some housekeeping here. Uh, don't forget, every episode of An uh, Anime Jam Session is available on YouTube. So you can hit that over at uh, youtube.com slash anime jam session. Look for the playlist uh, podcast VODs. And you can click on them and you can check them out. If there isn't one up for that week, there was some video issues, and we don't, and I don't put them up. So you know, uh, don't forget we also have our upcoming conventions. Um, as always, this is a pending list. These will change at any given time based on availability of our, of us as staffers. If we have the time off, or if we're not feeling it, and stuff like that. So this weekend is Castle Point Anime Convention in uh, Secaucus, New Jersey, at the Meadowlands Expo Center. And if you're in the New York City area, it's it's just one bus to Harmon Meadow Plaza. It's like five, it's like fifteen, like ten bucks round trip. It's just like two stops, and you're there. Come through, hang out. It'll be fun. CloverCon May fifteenth in East Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, ShikariCon uh, August twentieth to the twenty first, Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. Pop Cult Anime Convention, uh, August 27th to the 28th in Boston, Massachusetts. And RetroCons, September 24th to the 25th at Oaks, Pennsylvania, the, uh, I believe the, Great, the Greater Oaks Convention Center. Let me fix that. All right. That's that. All right. So let's see what else do we have here. Yep, and now that we got that out the way, um, we're gonna have to pay some bills with us with a sponsorship read. Just 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 remember, uh, this week's episode of yeah, you're right, CloverCon. I no, I 
I said it was Somerset, but I think Mako, didn't you say it was East Brunswick or No, it's Bridgewater. Bridgewater, okay. For some reason I put Bridgewater and it didn't save. There we go. Bridgewater, New Jersey at the four H club. Okay. So like I said, you know, as we're doing this show, we gotta pay some bills. So I just wanna let y'all know that this episode of Anime Jam Session is brought to you by HelloFresh. If you are watching with us now, if you if you hit trigger HelloFresh in the chat, you'll get some information on how to get 16 free meals and up to three uh, surprise gifts as well. And if you scroll down on our Twitch page, there is a link in there too. And if you're watching on our YouTube page, there is a link in the description as well. So definitely check that out. And if you are listening, all you have to do is go to uh, streams.net slash hello underscore anime jam session and put in the code P-O-G-S-E four five six nine and i'm not really going to go into the whole read right here because mako chan actually uh subscribed to hello fresh so briefly mako chan how is it i actually am enjoying it yeah um so i'm on my second week mm. i went for the option to have three meals each meal is uh two servings so I cook it for dinner, and then I have something for lunch, either the next day or sometime during the week. So it works out really well, um, being able to, you know, pre-cook lunches and not have to worry about it. But everything is in there. It comes in, um, I believe there are some gluten-free options in there. Um, there are a bunch of different sections for meals that you can look into. They do have, um, you know, a decent variety of things that you can either add as sides. They do breakfast that you can add on. Um, some of the options have you able to change your protein from either pork to turkey or pork to beef or chicken or something like that. Um, they also have desserts, which I was very happy about because they do individual uh, cheesecakes. And yes, I got them. Um, so, yeah, so everything uh, produce wise, um, you know, different ingredients, things like that, that comes in a bag. Your proteins, your meats are as close to the uh, frozen blocks that you can get. And it does come um, in a refrigerated bag as well and then boxed up. Each bag has um, your ingredients for one meal, and they are pre-portioned for your either two or four serving meal. And so I just, I open the bag, I pop my protein into it, close the bag up, and just pack it into the fridge exactly like that. Um, so I have done Firehouse Burgers. Uh, they came with uh, potatoes to make your own potato wedges. They were really good. Mm. Um, the seasoning for the burgers was really good. I did a, a cherry glazed pork chop, Ooh. and that came with potatoes to make mashed potatoes, um, sour cream and chive mashed potatoes at that, and uh, carrots and an apple to make a little slaw to go with it. Um, but so far, all the meals that I've had are really, really tasty. Um, I did have, as I said, I got the cheesecakes. The cheesecakes are really good, too. Um, so I might look into maybe looking at the breakfasts and things like that. Um, but, yeah, I am really enjoying it. Um, as I said, this is my second week. I do have another uh, 
four to six weeks to go, depending on how if I want to extend the plan. Um, and I'm enjoying it. I like it a lot. I'm and I'm really glad, you know, because like I, like I said, you know, we will we will repeat this read every week, but it's also great to know that someone out there is actually trying it and just telling us how it is, you know. So Mako, thank you. We really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And the best part is, if you know you're not going to need them for the next week, you can actually pause your week and have it ex- have it go the following week. So if you know that you're not going to be home, you're going on vacation, something like that, you can actually pause it. You don't have to worry about them shipping you any food. Um, they do take payments about three or four days before they ship, and you have up until that time to make changes uh, they have a good, you know, 20 to 30 recipes per week to look at. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's nice for somebody like me who lives by myself, um, who may not want to think about dinner or may want to try different things mm-hmm. without having to spend a lot on large bottles of whatever the hell um, they're giving me like they sent me um, my salad, my uh, my slaw um, actually needed white vinegar. So they sent me what looks like an alcohol bottle, mm-hmm. the nips, the little shot nips. Yeah. They sent me one of those with white vinegar. And that's how they ship their white vinegar and their liquids and things like that out to uh, out for the meals. That's cool. Yeah, so it is completely pre-portioned. They send you just enough for whatever you are having so you know that it is portioned correctly for your meal and portioned correctly for, you know, a a decent dinner. And it's a lot of food. I will state that it is a lot of food. Look at this one. You got dinner and lunch for two days. It it is. It's it's really decent um, because I again I do have the lunch then for the next day, but it's uh, like today I um, I ended up getting a spaghetti. Uh, was it chicken sausage bolognese mm-hmm. uh, with spaghetti? And I had so much left over that I couldn't actually like I had another lunch for it. That's how big the portion was for wow. dinner that I got two lunches out of it. Well, that that's cool. That's just wow. I mean, it doesn't work all the time because today I had um, lettuce wraps and because it was, you know, just the lettuce wrap, I was freaking hungry. But it, you know, it made a decent amount of lettuce wraps to, you know, have a decent amount of food, you know, as a wrap. So they they definitely do not skimp on serving sizes. Well, Marco, thank you for, thank you for that. Muchly appreciated. Mm-hmm. And now that we got that out the way, we're gonna do our geek roundtable. This is where we talk about the geekier aspects of our week. Um, Ari, how was your geek? Uh, what's up with uh, geek roundtable with you? What you got? Um, I'm not. I don't remember if I talked about this or not, but mm-hmm. after the. Uh, housewarming slash pancake party that right. we had yep i had i got these as gifts they're cookbooks one of them is you know for rubs and seasonings and whatnot and one the other one is to uh you know put all your own recipes in here uh let me uh double check something real quick with this uh oh it's just uh 
Yeah, everything's blank, you know, like a workbook, I, I would say. But, yeah, if I ever wanted to, like, I'm starting to regret, you know, not backing up my bookmarks from when I got my new computer. Because, uh, like, uh, most of the ones I had were recipes and the like. I'm like, oh, fuck. What what web browser did you use? Uh, Opera. Did you log in with your Opera account? I'm not sure if I have an Opera account. Well, you could try logging in, and it may, and it may, um, you may be able to recover those bookmarks. I, I'll help you with that. Uh, probably <sighs> ping me tomorrow because I know I got to fix the uh, Photoshop issue for you. Mm-hmm. Well, just the Adobe issue in general, yeah. and and Ward's doing this thing where it's like you're not verified. All right, I'll take I'll take care of that. No worries. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, though. You're welcome. Now, it looks like Mako-chan has something on display where some people will probably give sacrifice their firstborn to have. Nah, probably not. Uh, if you remember back in 1999, if you, you know, were around for that, um, <laughs> when the explosion of Pokemon happens and we had the first movie with Mew... Uh, Burger King did put these out as their quote-unquote toys. Um, it was a series of, I believe, six or eight. Six. Was it six? I thought it was eight. Uh, Frisco would know because I think she has them. <laughs> um, let me double check really quick. <laughs> From what I'm seeing here on eBay, six. Six. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was a series of six, and it came in a box. In that box was a metallic Pokeball, and in that metallic Pokeball is a 23-karat gold-plated Pokemon card. Um, there were three characters, uh, so you got Poliwhirl, um, you got... Ooh, uh, Jigglypuff, Charizard, Pikachu, uh, Mewtwo, and Togepi. Um, as you can see, I have the Togepi up. I do have Mewtwo somewhere. I have no idea where it is, but I know I own it. Um, but yeah, so this was, you know, something that they put out during the, I believe it was for the first movie. Um, oops, I just closed everything. Uh, yeah, so I believe it was for the first movie, but... Um, you know, and I'm sorry to say they are really not worth that much, but it yeah. is good for anybody, you know, that is into Pokemon or collecting Pokemon or, you know, anything like that. It is, you know, kind of a nostalgia bomb. But yeah, um, you can get them on eBay uh, for within 20 bucks. You can get them on Macari. You can get the whole set for like 100. So they are, they, they're not, you know, horribly not cheap but they're not you know horribly expensive either but yeah i remember working at burger king like at this time frame when uh, they were coming out oh boy that was a lot of fun (laughs) yeah so i have as i said i have um i have mewtwo somewhere i think i might have pikachu i think I remember having three of them, but I don't remember. 
but this is the one that was packed away and I found when I was unpacking. So you get a Togepi gold card. And no, there's not a whole hell of a lot of gold on there. It is only gold plated. So it's like 1.1% of, you know, or like, or is it 0.001% of a gram? Mm. Bottom line, if you tried to, you know, dissolve this and try and extract gold from it, you would, you would be doing more harm than good. Yep. Well, it's just like, you know, cheap jewelry. If you wear that, the, you know, the outer coating starts coming off and you get to the lovely piece of just gross nickel under it. That's basically what this is. If I showed you close-ups, you could see that um, just with age, wear and tear, um, it's still in the plastic case that it comes in. Um, it's still in the Pokeball, but even with just wear and tear, you can see that it's, you know, chipped and... Uh, pitted and things like that and it's never been outside of either one of those for any length of time so it is very cheaply made well there are a lot of a lot of those were made so mm -hmm. <laughs> all right so you know i've been kind of i've been on an anime binge lately i've been watching battle starts in five seconds 86 spy family um there's a one about is isekai about a dating sim and what i like about that this guy realizes that the, he's in the dating sim but it's not going the way he's played it multiple times over and over so that's kind of fun now as you all know i, I i've been ordering stuff off of otaku mode for like the last five years more or less and due to the pandemic a lot of stuff that's been coming out since like mid 2020 has been delayed. I have Christmas figurines not coming to me till like later this year or probably next year. Okay. That should tell you something. But it is always great when I get an email from them saying, oh, it's on a boat coming to us. And then maybe like a couple weeks later, I get an email that it's on the way. Now, I got this package. From Yamamoto Transport. And it looks like an otaku mode box. But it doesn't say. I don't remember getting an email, you know, saying that, you know, oh, there's a package on, on, on its way to you. Um, let's see. Hold on for a second here. I'm going to turn off the uh, the the, uh, the background so you can see this package. So I said, you know, what? I'm going to crack it open on the stream and see exactly what it is. So let's let's see what I got. It's probably one of the many Rem figurines I have pre-ordered because Rem is best girl. So and if you say otherwise, you're just fooling yourself. Let's see what we got here. Yep. It's definitely from Otaku Mode because there is a Hatsune Miku folder in here with all their stuff and the receipts and all that good stuff. Let's see what we got here. Oh, it's a pop-up parade. Oh! Oh! Ah! Give me a second. I'm pulling the, pla 
the, the bubble wrap off off of her. And it's funny, I didn't even realize Pop-Up Parade had, uh, you know, they had changed their logo. But it's Himiko Toga from My Hero Academia. Nice. And I'm kind of annoyed because the package, the box was damaged and the package is kind of damaged too. So I'm going to tweet their customer service and be like, yeah, the box was damaged and everything. See what they do. I don't know they're going to be able to replace it because a lot of stuff, when you go to like Otaku Mode or J-List or Ami Ami, they, they do things on based on pre-orders and half the time, they're sending people out to local stores or whatever to purchase some of these items. So, you know, it's not a possibility of getting a replacement. So, you know. But we, we will see. But enough about that. We're going to get into tonight's news. But, uh, f but for right now, uh, let's see. What do we have here? Um... We have a bit of breaking news, or I like get updated news on the Anime Next Saga. Um, as, oh, boy. Well, it's not too much. They recently said about a week or so ago that they were having their staffs. I'm calling it a staff summit. That's what they're doing. They're bringing all the staffers in to do proper training and update. And they're plotting for a convention in Jersey for 2023. Now, if you go to their website now, it doesn't say that at all. They're still plotting their convention for 2023, but there's no mention of New Jersey at all. So that's just that's not suspicious at all. I know. So it looks like Anime Next may just be going out of state, and that's going to piss more people off. But it. <laughs> It is, it is what it is. That, that's 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 all it is, you know. And I also find interesting that the AnimeNext.com domain is up for sale for thirty five hundred dollars. I'm almost spiteful enough to you know to you know, to buy it, almost. But I'd rather not go through that. So. It has been discussed. You know, it, the convention could go to Asbury Park. It could go to Wildwood. All I know is it is just schlep to get to those locations and the normal bus goers are not going to be too thrilled about that. It is what it is. So we're just going to sit back and relax and see how this plays out. I have a feeling Anime Next 2023 will not happen in New Jersey. Yeah, the next biggest one to be able to hold them um, in Wildwood only allows 7,000 people. So that's your staffers, that's the convention um, event staffers, that's the anime next staffers, um, and then the guests, and then your regular ragtag amount of people. Mm -hmm. um, so they would have to cap. Yep. Asbury is much smaller than even that. Um, I do not see them doing Asbury. And that's like 4,000 people. I don't even think Asbury is 4,000 people. It is what it is. You know, Me, funny. I just like the prospect of being on a vacation, being on vacation, but uh, being down the shore at an anime convention, like 
you know, very close to the boardwalk and whatnot. Just what we need, a bunch of Jersey Shore cosplayers. People cosplaying from Jersey Shore, yeah, that that uh that sounds terrible. Yeah, Asbury Park is thirty six hundred. And they're still demanding that they go back to Somerset. Oh, you, you poor, poor weebs. Yeah, you can't go someplace that is no longer there. Mm-hmm. Sorry to say. It, it's sort of like how late last year or year before last, there was those cheap tickets to, to Japan and all the weebs bought them thinking that They'd be walking into their own anime. No, thinking that they're going to be able to go when, you know, there's no refund on the tickets and you can't change the dates. And there's a bunch of weebs singing the theme from Pokemon out in front of the border just to get inside when they get off the plane. If they oh. make it. Down. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't even step outside of the airport. Yep. That's exactly what it is. All right. So. Now that we got that out the way, well, let's get into uh, to tonight's uh, topics. So, Ari, what's up with Shaman King getting a reboot? Uh, what indeed? Let me get to the article. The, the it get it's getting a sequel anime. The reboot anime is getting a sequel starring Hana, the son of Howl and Anna. Mm. Oh boy, another another GT. Yep. <laughs> Or another in, addition, in addition to a teaser trailer, two visuals were really revealed as a token of gratitude. The first features Howl and the gang, and the second shows some seven years after the events of the reboot anime, this time including Hana. Based on Hiroyuki Take's manga series, Shaman King follows a young shaman named Yo Asakura in his battles beca- as he battles become the Shaman King who was able to contact the Great Sphere and thereby remake the world in accordance with his wishes. Hmm. The re- reboot began on April 2021, approximately 20 years after the premiere of the manga's first TV anime. The new series concluded in episode 52 on April 21st, 2022, after which time the sequel anime was announced. There just isn't any, uh, any more info on it. I, I just find it interesting that uh, Japan is getting ready for season two of Sha- I mean, the new Shaman King series. Meanwhile, we're still waiting on season, quote unquote, season two of the of the reboot series. How does this one motherfucker's pompadour get bigger in the interlying years? Hair gel. It must be destroying his hair. He must have, or he has some good genes. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't seen any of Shaman King, all except in like bits and pieces so i i watched the original that four kids put out back in the 2000 and i've been watching this i think episodes 14 to 26 have been dropped so i gotta jump on that i'm i'm actually waiting for season two of eden zero that was so good but um, well that's probably the thing that's probably your issue you're watching it from four kids no this is from 20 years ago there was two Shaman King series. This is the reboot I'm talking about. Hmm. So, now, speaking of reboots, we're going to talk about another popular reboot uh, that had that's been mirrored in controversy. Voltron. Now, I can tell you this. There, the talks of a live-action series has been going back as early as 2015. 
And I guess with the popularity of Voltron Legendary Defender, the IP has become popular again. And what's becoming really popular is, and I can tell you this for long, because I used to work at a video store. A lot of stuff will go straight to video because at the time, video stores would pay up to $100 per film, per copy, and it would turn around and rent them. Believe you me, if you remember Mortal Kombat, the original that came out in the 90s, when it, when it was released on home video, I can tell you this right now. It was already in video stores three months before it hit home video. But um, as it goes, uh, the bidding on the Voltron IP for the live action the bidding is starting to heat up. Now, it looks like um, the, the person behind Red Notice and Dodgeball, Rawson Marshall Thurber, is attached to this project to direct it. But supposedly, it seems that Amazon Studios is in talks for distribution and production. So, that would be kind of worth something. Several studios have been in the mix on the property. And I believe Spielberg was attached to it at one time or another. Uh, Todd Lieberman and David Hoberman are on board to produce with Bob Coppler. Ellen Shanman is writing the script with Thurber. Voltron is based on the Japanese sci-fi series that became the 80s syndicated show Voltron Defender of the Universe about a group of pilots whose vehicles joined together to form the giant robot. And it was also known as Go Lion, which means five lions. I guess through translation from Go Lion to Voltron. Either or. Um... I just hope they don't do like a modern take on this. Like the the Darul Empire is coming through, and they just and here comes the, the castle. Won't somewhere they realize there are five gifted people who can pilot the lions. I would say this: if they're going to do something like that, spend the first twenty minutes with the original pilots battling Lotor, and then something happens where it's a time rift, it's modern day, you know, and the kid name is Keith, and then there you go from there, you know. I hope... That, to or at me, the very least, the time skip. Yeah, like, like, like the battle... Like the battle happened in the far universe, but due to the battle, there's a time skip. They they ended up in this universe. They ended up in this universe instead, and rises up in some shit like that, you know. But it would be cool if it did take place in the time that Voltron did happen. I think that would be kind of cool as well. As long as I hear them say "Let's go, Voltron Force," I won't complain. All right, Mako-chan, what's up with this Sailor Moon retrospective? Yeah, so um, this year is the 30th anniversary of Sailor Moon. Mm -hmm. So there's actually going to be a special streamed on YouTube on April 28th. Um, so obviously uh, the series did start March 7th of 1992. And the YouTube stream, um, again, is going to be a retrospective. It will have the voice of Sailor Moon, Kotono Michui, in attendance, along with Sailor Venus's voice actor from Sailor Moon Crystal. 
Um, also appearing on the program will be Japanese talent cat lover and Pokemon fanatic Shoko Nakagawa alongside side music creator Hayden, who is best known for composing a bunch of anime theme songs, including the unforgettable uh, Nicho My Ordinary Life opening. The special is going to be looking back at the last 30 years of the franchise, encompassing the manga, the TV anime series, the films, the stage play, and many more aspects. Um, so again, this is going to be on um, YouTube. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see which YouTube, because it just says YouTube. It might be on the official art one. I think they have an official one. Yeah, it just says that the series is holding um, a retrospective special on uh, April 28th on YouTube. Mm. But usually they'll put some sort of, let me see here. If I can get into the original article that's in Japanese and see where they have it being put. Uh, Yeah, they also just say that it's being uh, distributed on YouTube from 8 p.m. on April 28th. It it might come down to an update, you know, we might see an updated article somewhere down the line. So, well, that's you know, the twenty eighth in Japan is technically tomorrow. Well, maybe. Next, <laughs> well, look at it this way: by the end of the week, A and N or Crunchyroll have an updated article of what was going on, and we'll cover it next week if there is. And as Dalatokula says, so excited, stars anime. Uh, we're, we're we're hoping. Meanwhile, Toei is just taking that Sailor Moon money and throwing it towards Precure, even though Sailor Moon was the one that started the magical that really kick rebooted, kickstarted the magical girl genre, where they were able to do Precure. You know, there's just as many Precure heroines as there are Super Sentai uh, heroes. <sighs> All right. Enough about that. Um, Ari, do you like roller coasters? Yeah. Tell us about the One Piece roller coaster. You get on it and you don't get on for not get off for like ten months. <laughs> yeah, you ride it for a thousand plus episodes. <laughs> you thought Mister Bones's wild ride was fun? Like, <laughs> I want to like. So yeah, One Piece gets its first roller coaster attraction at Universal Film uh, Universal Studios Japan this summer, and it's being linked to the following film: One Piece Film Red. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> there's One Piece Summer 2022 happening at Universal Studios Japan, be held from July 1st to October 2nd, 2022. Any anniversary of the year, the 25th anniversary of the manga's serialization. Featuring original stories linked to the anime's franchise latest feature film, One Piece Film Red. And yes, film is officially part of the title. Mm. 
The event will include a live entertainment show, One Piece premiere show 2022, Sanji's Pirate Restaurant, and the first roller coaster in the history of the franchise. One Piece Cross Hollywood Dream the Ride. Departure Mini Mary 2. Have fun saying that five times fast. <laughs> Don't tempt the audience. Somebody might judge. As a prequel to One Piece Film Red, the, it, the, uh, this entire premiere show will tell the story of Luffy and the Straw Hat Pirates, newly joined by Jinbei as they, as they meet boys aspiring to become naval commanders and battle the powerful enemies that stand in their way. At Sanji's Pirate Restaurant, Sanji the Cook of the Straw Hat Pirates will escort you from welcoming you to seeing you off, in addition to serving scrumptious French cuisine. Mm. After enjoying a live show meal, guests will enjoy a photo opportunity. And then there's the actual roller coaster itself. <clears throat> it's part of the popular attraction, Hollywood Dream the Ride. So that's where the cross section comes in. Mm. It's a thrilling ride featuring the voice of the Straw Hat Pirates members, as well as sound effects and background music. The audience board in the Mini Mary 2 with Luffy and his friends and set off on a super thrilling adventure throughout huge rough seas and unexpected troubles as the ship moves through the ocean. You know what it reminds me of? What? Like, I don't know what the last time you guys were at, you know, Disney or anything like that, but it's like those rides are like mini movie experiences. Like, like or you're, you're putting this like giant car with like a bunch of different people and you like drive through this. It, it's like it tells a little story that you that you are participating in and like it's usually like a photo opportunity at the end like there'll be like a flash of something and you're like as you exit through the gift shop you can buy you know and it has like pictures up on the wall mm. that you can buy of yourself in between ones that people have that in between ones that people have flashed obviously <laughs> uh I've never experienced that because I've never been to Universal or Disney. I was supposed to go to Disney for my for my birthday, but my friend is leaving Disney at the end, you know, at the end of the month. So it's like that's just an additional stress that's not needed. So you know, that's fine and dandy. So yeah, the last I, time I had a photo of that, like of me like that, was like from like thirty years, like thirty years ago, twenty five, thirty years ago. Yeah. And I said, you know, I was working at NBC. My goal was to go full time, so just so I can go to Universal Studios Japan. You know, <laughs> hashtag priorities. Well, at least you won't be trapped in an airport singing the theme to Pokemon. <laughs> oh hell I hope. no! That will never be me. Speaking of Mako, what's up with Sonic Two? Yeah, so um, Sonic 2 is still uh, bringing in the bucks. Jeez. So on its third weekend in the United States, it is still ranked at number two. Uh, so far, it has earned, uh, let's see, a cumulative total in the U.S. of 145, no, $145,829,424. Mm. Um, so yeah, doing really, really well. Uh, it is still being screened in over 3000 theaters and each, uh, and it has a per theater average of almost $4,000 over the weekend. 
Um, on top of all of that, uh, they have um, announced that they are already in development for a third Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And a live-action series for the Sonic franchise. Uh, the live-action series is going to debut on Paramount Pictures' Paramount Plus streaming service in 2023, and will center on the character of Knuckles, and will be voiced by Idris Elba. So, yeah, a lot of uh, Sonic coming in the near future, or somewhat near future. I still haven't seen either movie. It's really like good. all I've seen from them are the are the memes. Well, I, I, I funny as the, funny as they are, but you know, I will. If you enjoy the Sonic franchise, yeah. I do up until a point. Well, because the, the fandom well, gets weird. Well, the way well, we this the isn't movies. about yeah. the fandom. This is about the franchise, and if you enjoy I, the franchise, then I it is an enjoyable series of movies um but yeah it's uh i it is a uh, very much a combination of the animated works the comics and the video games it has a lot of i guess a nostalgia factor for sonic adventures 2 um, it plays into a lot of, uh, you know, the, um, the Sonic X series, that anime series, um, with them coming to the real world and getting stuck and blah, blah, blah. So it does pull a little bit from all of the different angles of the Sonic franchise. And so knowing those different angles from the franchise, it does make it a very good you know, watch. And I'm really looking forward to the third movie. As much as I love Sonic, I love the side characters. Um, so having Tails and Knuckles for this movie and then having the addition of what is to come for the third movie that they've already hinted at, I'm so excited because, as I said, I, I, I love Sonic, but... I this is one series where the side characters really hold up as well as the main character does. And you know how it is when they always do adaptations, sometimes it's directly from the source material or it's loosely from the source material or something in between. Or god for, or god forbid in name only. Mm, like the Halo series, but that's a story for another time. But um or or the House of the Dead. Uh, we don't talk about the House of the Dead. But um, the way I like what they did with Sonic, because you have the video game lore. Then you have the Sonic Adventure lore. You have the Archie Comics lore, the IDW lore, Sonic X lore, and the newer video games lore. These are all different series that are the same, yet different. And it's like, you can pick up one of these and kind of understand the others as you go along. The movie lore basically has its base, and it pulled stuff from the video game and the anime, and kind of went on its own little world. Think of if you've ever watched PGSM, 
once all the inner sense she was introduced, it kind of went on its own little uh, t- on its own little highway, something like that. And with the third film and what they're going with, even if Jim Carrey does retire, they can still do a damn good third film. Yeah, there are so many different ways that they've already branched off with. Um, Robotnik and his family and that legacy that there would not be any issue bringing in um, a Dr. Eggman or or another Robotnik or something like that to take the place. Um, But I think if enough money was offered, I I don't think that uh, Jim Carrey would turn it down. Does he scream, I hate that hedgehog, like in the... uh... He said it. In, I believe he said it in the first film. But um, they I'll, said if, I'll, have to keep, uh, I'll have to check it out then. I believe uh, they said that if he retires, they're going to retire the character. So, well, if that's the case, and they actually do retire the character, as I said, there are there is enough lore mm-hmm. to bring in another evil doctor. If they want to go that way, there are plenty of other. Uh, villains or villain-esque people in the franchise that they could use as well. Robotnik, while the main villain was not the only one. Yeah. Now you got me wanting to sit here and play Sonic Adventure all over again. (laughs) Mm. I mean, my PC can handle uh, Dreamcast emulation. Hell, I have a Dreamcast. If I can just get, um... A boot disc and the and the images we can rock and roll, but eh, I ain't too worried about that right now. But um, if I do, Sonic Adventure Two is all I need at this point, and maybe three. But um, if I do that, I'm probably gonna get a Dreamcast a USB USB adapter so I can properly play. You know, but you know, enough about that. We're gonna get into our last story of tonight about the ever popular manga Black Clover. And I think I might sit down and watch the anime because it does look interesting. All right. Uh, there we go. So, from time to time, manga mangas go on hiatus for various reasons. And sometimes some people get will make jokes about the reasons why they go on hiatus. Like, the, the manga ran out of ideas or this or that. But, for Black Clover, this is something different. Because they actually set a timeline of how long this the manga is going on hiatus, which is three months. Um, basically, uh, Yuki Tabata, who is a mangaka for the series, is putting it on hiatus so that they can prepare, so that the, he can prepare for the final saga. So that's why I like. You know, granted, some mangakas will already plot it in advance, but taking time off to really get it right. That's really good. Tabata specified in the comic in the magazine that a new arc would be the final arc of the series. And he said, while himself had planned to not take a break, after discussion with the editorial team, they decided the extended rest would give him time to write the manuscripts for the final arc of the se- of it. Tabata launched uh, Black Clover back in Weekly Shonen Jump in February 2015. It's being published by Viz Media and Shuisha's Manga Plus service. The manga has 
more than 15 million copies in circulation as of May of last year. The anime adaptation premiered in Japan on October 2017. The show was originally listed with 51 episodes, but it continued with a new season of 52 episodes in October of 2018. And it continued on with a new season in October of 2019. Due to COVID, it did go on hiatus, but production and everything is back to normal. Uh, July 2020 started things back up with episode 133. March of last year, the show aired its 170th and final episode. So hopefully um, we'll hear an announcement that season four is coming through. And for those of you who are interested in checking it out, uh, you can check it out Crunchyroll for the English subtitled version and Funimation for the English dub version. But since now Funimation is pushing everything over to Crunchyroll, you just head over there for either version. And I see the beer, he says, if X ever returns, it'll have to be the most epic finale ever. I think he's referencing X-1999. I think. I don't know why I got Black Clover and Black, Black Lagoon you know, switched up in my head mm. for a moment, but I immediately thought of Revy, and I'm like, where the hell is where the hell am I right now? Oh, a friend of mine, uh, Julia, she actually did, she actually cosplayed Bunny Revy for a shoot sometime back. Nice. Gotta love the fact that she's running around in a bunny outfit with a couple of guns. <laughs> Typical Revy. One of the uh, YouTubers I watched just did a tribute video on on uh, <clears throat> on Revy. I'll uh, make him in chat for you. Alright. I have to say I'm looking up Sonic Adventure 2 yep. and seeing how much they want for it. And holy crap, this game is expensive now. How much are they asking? For the Dreamcube or the place or the Dreamcast? Um Cube. Uh for any of them. Um the disc without anything, just the disc by itself, no box, no case, no nothing. Um some of them are on eBay for a hundred dollars. Mm. Some of them are on Macari for forty, um, but brand new inbox, you're looking at uh, seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars. Um, used inbox, I have uh, three hundred and thirty dollars on eBay. Um, yeah, so. Uh, Fucking Chrono Trigger doesn't go for that much. Well, I mean, yeah. twenty dollars for Dreamcast kind of makes sense because it did come out at that around that price anyway. What What did you say? I said um, forty dollars for the Dreamcast version sounds sounds about right to me because that's how much the game. No, made. that's that's forty dollars for the disc. Um, Just the disc. Hmm. And yeah, this is actually forty dollars for the GameCube disc. If you want the, let's see, if you want the Dreamcast version, uh, you're looking at over a hundred dollars. I just find it interesting that uh, I'm I, I'm looking up rival schools. So I actually want a replica game case to put my game in. Um, the full game, not even sealed, is going for. 220 bucks on eBay. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, okay. 
God damn. Well, I bought two. I've had three copies of this game. The original that I got that my cousin lost when he went to Florida and came back. That I bought another copy when I was living with my god sisters. That got lost in the move. And then when I was when I moved to Brooklyn, I went on on eBay and I bought another one. So I'm good. But you know, we'll, eh. <laughs> somebody has a Sonic Adventure two pack sealed, factory sealed. They want $5,500. It won't sell. It'll just sit there and collect dust. Good luck with that. Because it's sealed and graded. Oh. oh uh, I, well, I see their angle with this. Yeah, no, no, nobody really buys graded um, video games. You got No, if, I, if I'm buying a video game, I want to freaking play it. Exactly. Yeah. I played the hell out of this game. When I was uh, when I broke my ankle, mm-hmm. I was stuck in bed or you know stuck at home, and I played the ever-loving hell out of this game. I don't know why I never bought it for myself. Because mm. eh, you could. Now that we got that out the way. This time you never the... get, you'll never get escape from the city out of your head, too. Mm. And now we're at the part of the show that y'all really like to stick around for. Um, meanwhile, in Japan, and let's take a look at tonight's articles. Huh. I'll take uh, the first one. I'll take the first one. I just said that. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. No problem. Is my microphone uh... cutting in and out? A little bit. Uh, might be time to get a new one. I'll take the last one then. Okay. Okie dokie. See, I have never been in a situation like this because I'm just saying, as a guy, it's not hard for us to find a place, you know, to drop trial, take a piss, and go about our way. But women, not so much. And I completely understand because when you gotta go, you fucking gotta go because in this story a japanese schoolgirl threatens the convenience store uh employee that they will kill them if she can't use the restroom that's one hell of a piss so around midnight on april 11th a convenience store manager in the town of nakama fukuoka uh, says what appeared to be a biker gang had gathered in front of his shop. One after another, they came in to sort of use the bathroom, and apparently the manager came to the conclusion that they were there to make a pit stop without buying anything. So, instead of wanting his store to become a biker lounge for the rest of the night, the manager decides to stop offering the restroom and locks it up. But a 16-year-old high school girl who was with the group didn't take kindly to his decision. When she found the restroom door locked around 12.30, she became furious at the manager shouting, hurry up and let me into the damn bathroom and I'll kill you. Or I'll kill you. Instead of reaching for the bathroom key, the manager called the cops. By the time the officers were on site, the girl and the, and the biker gang had already left. But convenience stores have security cameras. They're normally there as precautions against shoplifters and robbers, but they're just as useful recording evidence against people yelling death threats and so forth. I mean, we have seen uh, camera footage from 7-Elevens where people are just screaming and yelling and fighting and all that good stuff. 
the investigators were able to use the video, identify the girl, and was arrested for attempted forced coercion seven days later. In addition, the store's toilet was damaged around the time of the girl's outburst, and the police are investigating whether or not this was an intentional act of vandalism. The incident serves as a reminder while many convenience stores in Japan have bathrooms for customer use, such as access is granted on a voluntary basis. It's not unusual for stores and bar districts or other areas with excessive number of people walking around with full bladders to reserve the restrooms for employees only. And if a store does allow you to use theirs, good manners dictate you should buy something, even if it's a bottle of water or a pack of gum. And it also serves as a reminder the saying, you're going to kill somebody on camera is not a good idea. The exact legal punishment this girl faces remains unclear, but in any case, this is likely isn't going to help the cause that other cities in Japan want to turn their convenience stores into public facilities. This reminds me of the time a bunch of us were hanging out in Chinatown and someone needed to use the restroom, but most of the restaurants is customer only. So friend one goes in to buy a soda while friend two uses the bathroom. Huh. Say you have to bathroom is for customer use only. So I'm buying something, but I can't. But I don't need to use the bathroom. But this person does. I think it's a fair exchange. And I see the beer. He says now I'm having flashbacks to the summer I worked as a runner, having to go around New York City. Bro, I believe, I feel you on this. When I used to work for this one computer company where we were deploying computers in the New York City School District, sometimes it was hard for us to get to a bathroom because they wouldn't let us use them. So we ended up having to find a uh, fast food place. Kind of sucked. All right. Uh, who has the next story? It would be me. Okay. It's all you. Yeah, let me get into it again. Uh, okay. So the newest uh, snack craze in Japan seems to be uh, wet potato chips. And uh, it is being put out by the leading chip potato uh, maker, Kalbi, in Japan. Uh yeah, so it's entirely, you know, taking the crunch out of their potato chips. It's called Nurajaga, which translates to wet potato. Mm. Uh, so it's inspired by Nure Senbei, which is a type of moist senbei or rice cracker that's sold by a variety of Japanese uh, confectioners since 1963. Initially, it was sold specifically at the Calbi stores, um, but as of April, it has expanded to um, 7-Eleven stores nationwide. So it is a sweet and spicy soy sauce flavor on top of the potato chips. Some stores uh, have actually already sold out. So... If those in Japan want to find it, you will have to be searching around. However, as the article I'm reading um, promotes, there is um, somebody that has decided that once she tasted the potatoes, um, which she describes as having um, 
the same wet soy sauce slathering coating as wet senbei, um, but much thinner and still retaining the look and somewhat inside crispiness of the potato chip. So she decided that um, since she really enjoyed it, she would try making her own mm. since they are running out so quickly. And basically mixed sake, soy sauce, and sugar, and then coated um, the uh, Calbee potato chips with them. And said that it actually came out pretty, uh, pretty decently close to the real thing. Um, so yeah, so if you have ever wanted to try the weirdness that is, um, Japanese snacks, you can use her recipe, which is, uh, one part sake to two two parts soy sauce and sugar, um, that is mixed up and heated in the microwave and then coated on the potato chips, which are again then heated in the microwave, and then eaten. Mm. And while I don't know that I would want soggy potato chips, at the same time, it sounds kind of yummy as a topping. You know what? It kind of reminds me. I mean, all all the uh, microwaving the potatoes are like. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like thinly thin. Thin uh, sliced potato wedges, you know. Mm. Still not really feeling on this one. Fair, fair. So take us out with the last one then. Okay. Uh, passengers have been asked to take their trash home with them on the Tokyo subway. Mm. Many people have been surprised in the paradox of Tokyo having very little litter, but also very few trash cans. Finding a receptacle is even harder, though, as the Tokyo Metropolitan Bureau of Transportation has announced it will be removing all trash cans from its stations. They were removed from, to- from station on Tokyo Metro stations in January, which is Tokyo Metro's Tokyo's other subway line. The Bureau says that its decision, which affects passengers using Asakusa, Mito, Oedo, and Shinjuku subway lines, as well as the Nippori Tonrei Liner, which collects, which connects Nippori and Minomare Shinsuyoken stations is a safety measure. We resolved to remove all trash cans to strengthen the countermeasure against terrorism and the like. <clears throat> In 2015, stations on the Asakusa, Mita, Oedo, and Shijuku lines, collectively known as the Toei subway, switched to trash cans with clear clear plastic exterior so that their contents could be seen and reposition them like, like so that always be visible by, by ticket kid employees <clears throat> with no trash can related incidents taking place since it's unclear why the beer would suddenly feel the need for enhanced precautions mm. they say in 2021 the beer says it spent 100 million yen about 800,000 US on ch- trash collection and removal Choosing to eliminate that expense, especially in a country where the majority of population will take their trash home with them rather than litter, wasn't such a hard decision to make. But the recycled boxes for empty drink containers will remain in place. Uh, after na- May 9th, they're all going away. Hmm. It kind of so rem- It kind of reminds me how here the MTA has removed a lot of the trash cans in the subway system, but still doesn't help. 
that's that's what I was about to bring up. That doesn't really stop anyone, does it? That's because most most uh New York most strap hangers have little to no respect for the near, for the MTA, and I am one of those people. A lot of people don't have respect for the MTA, exactly. no matter what part of the country they're at. Uh, perhaps. And that strawberry paper, as Ichigo Gami says, look for local fast food joints. Those are only the real trash locations. It's and the food's not that not all that good either. No, 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 no. In Japan, really good. Um, New York, I, I, I not fucked so that much. up. I was trying to make a. Uh, Bait and switch joke about trash, fast food, etc. Ah ha 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 ha! Got you. Okay. All right. I I basically think we're done here, so I think we should go ahead and wrap up the show. Yeah. All right. Yep. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, and we do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we mean that. So definitely. If you have any questions about our show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at animejamsession.com where where you'll find our weekly podcast, links to our YouTube pages, links to our Facebook pages, editorials, anime reviews, cosplay re- uh, interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, then some, and a lot more, all at AnimeJamSession.com. And if you like the show, you, you can take it with you in a portable format for um for podcasts. Whatever your podcasting app is, just fire it up, and you will find us on there. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you name it. All episodes are there, so definitely check that out. And if you can, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us on our social medias. YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Anime Jam Session. Follow us on those so you know when we're going live, when articles are going up, when photos are going up, when videos are going up, and then some. And I want to let y'all know, uh, by next week, hopefully the Zenkaicon photos will be going up along with the video because I'm coming down to the wire and they're basically being, they're almost done. And don't forget, we have a tip jar down below. Links to our stream elements in our Ko-Fi if you want to throw us a few dollars. We greatly appreciate that. Or, you know, you can always throw us bits. And auto hosts, we love and appreciate that too. It's the little things that go a long way. So now, we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. I actually signed up for HelloFresh while we were going through the articles. Did you use our link? Or did you use our code? Yep. Sweet. Awesome. Last words, Mako-chan. I do not want to go to work tomorrow, but at the same time, I need money. <laughs> My last words is, I gotta buy more fruit because I had to throw out the nectarines I bought. They went moldy when I left them out. I'm like, ew. Yeah, I know. I'm not too happy about that, but it is what it is, but it happens. But that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Um, Yeah. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Yeah, Ichigo. Nectarines are good, and they're just coming in. So, you know. 
All right. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. That is great. Perfect. We're out of here. See you next week.